welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast, episode number 17, Love Always Wins. So good to be with you, dear people, on this Valentine's Day 2021. I had received from my sweet daughter, Ellie, last evening. She's a student up at uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison, and (laughs) I think it's fair to say she's freezing her little bucket off in the frigid temps of Wisconsin in February, but she sent me a text late last night and said, hey, mom, you should do a self-love post tomorrow, and I thought, well, that's a really good idea, but of course, my brain was fried last night, and I thought, all right, I'll, I'll tackle that in the morning, and now, of course... Tomorrow is today, and today is Valentine's Day. So as cold as it, as it is, I think, up north, it is also quite chilly here in our midst in Colorado. It is all of negative six degrees on this gorgeous Sunday morning. So wherever you are in the world, wherever you are listening to this podcast, cold or not, I am sending some Colorado sunshine your way. It is always a blessing and a gift. And... My theory is sunshine has a way of of weaving its magic by bathing us in its warmth and possibility, right? And who couldn't use more warmth and possibility in their days? So just a, it's kind of funny. I, I realize that this post obviously has turned into a podcast episode. So <laughs> I started to kind of put something together and realize, you know what? I can just do a podcast episode on this and expand it. And then, of course, I can take bits and pieces from it and share it in, um, you know, different form. But even though I've done one on loving yourself, uh, past episode, I feel like you can never do enough on love and loving of self is probably one of the key components of my coaching work with my clients. So welcome and, uh, let's get started. Okay. So I believe the more ways we can cultivate love, the better. So let's dig in here. Love is an emotion, and it is created by our thoughts and our perceptions. And I would say, and I would argue, I think most people would say this, that it feels super fortifying in our bodies. And I'd ask each one of you listening, what does it feel like in your body when you experience love? For me, it feels expansive and peaceful and nourishing. It feels light and it feels connecting. It feels whole. I love feeling love and I love knowing that love is always available to me and to us. 
really truly the object of our love is irrelevant. I can feel love about so many different things. I can love my morning coffee, which I am enjoying at this very moment. I can love my car. I can love the super cool lighting fixture in my dining room. Thank you, Sarah. I can love my siblings. I can love my home. I can love our view of horses and pasture out our back door. I can love the leggings I'm wearing today. Well, who am I kidding? I wear leggings every day these, these days with COVID. So loving my leggings. How about that? I can love my allotness. I can love growth. I can love change. I can love the schools that my kids attend. Thank you, UW-Madison. Thank you, University of Michigan. Thank you, Culver Academies. And thank you, Ken Denver. Every one of you. I can love the blueberry scones that I picked up the other day. I can love my sweet brood of four. I can love my husband, my sweet CB. I can love my friends. You guys are awesome. I can love me. And the object of my love, as I said, is irrelevant. Now, hopefully, of course, in some of these cases, if not a lot of them, the object of my love can feel my love. But I think what's most important here is that I feel my love. And it feels so life-giving in my body and in my being. What's even better is that the feeling of love generates an action and a result on my part that is always a win. So it's good to know that our brains need to be trained and practiced in seeking what is to be loved and valued. Since our brain's MO believes it's useful and helpful to notice what's wrong, right? What stands out so that we can try to fix it or change it or avoid it, right? And stay safe. The brain is always looking for the flaw. But my friends, we can train our brains to seek what is, to notice, to soften our lens, to embrace our humanness, to celebrate it all, and to love it all. I think loving us is the hardest work we'll ever do. But I think it's also the best. And the best part of it is that the better we get at loving ourselves, the better we are at loving this life journey and loving those with whom we share this wild and wonderful journey. And I think we make our world better. It's a win all around. Feeling love and doing love can be hard at times. It's not an easy emotion to stay in, interestingly, right? And if you don't know how to cultivate it, it's really hard to maintain it. So for those of you listening today, it's a good refresher just to remind you that emotions are something that we create within us. Love is an emotion as much as it's a verb. It's an inside job. And how do we cultivate more love? Guess what? our thoughts and our actions, those sentences running 24-7 in our brains, they really truly matter. And since our thoughts are optional and totally within our control, once we learn how to manage our minds, then any emotion that we want to feel is available to us. Who's with me on this? So, so what if love is always the best option? And let's add to that, there's no conditionality to it. 
What if you could make that a skill that you want to be just a total badass at? Think about how your life might change if you loved yourself unconditionally, which means you feel love towards yourself under all conditions. So unconditional love means you love yourself no matter what. You love you even when you don't meet your own expectations. You love you when you get it completely wrong. When we remember that being human is messy and imperfect and that we're all doing the best we can with what we have where we are, then we can choose to love. We are going to mess up, my friends, and we are going to be unkind and mean and treat us, ourselves, and maybe others poorly at times. But when we remember that being imperfect is part of the human experience, we stop taking it personally and using it as an excuse not to love. That's what conditional love is, when we're using excuses not to love ourselves or others. So it's good to remember, when we don't love ourselves, or someone else for that matter, we are the one that doesn't feel the love. So I have a quick little story. My, my client Brian said to me about his girlfriend that had cheated on him recently. Marta, I'm not going to love her because she hurt me. And I said, okay, what are you going to choose to feel instead, Brian? You're going to choose anger, self-righteousness, spite, resentment. And he said, I think I'm going to choose all of those. And I said, all right, all good. Just know those feelings are optional. And they're a choice based on what you're making her actions mean. You're feeling hurt, of course, and understandably. You're feeling disillusioned and vulnerable and sad. All normal, right? But just notice, Brian, that all of these feelings are being created based on your thoughts. If you want to feel the sadness and the hurt, totally get it. But please don't beat yourself up and suffer unnecessarily because knowing that the feeling of love is always an option to you. Loving her makes you vulnerable, yes. But you are also able to love and care for yourself when you get hurt. You are able to set boundaries, Brian, and do what is true for you. This doesn't mean that you need to stop loving her in order to be protected, right? I think actually the opposite is true. I think the more you love, the more you're going to protect. The stronger you're going to be, the more honest you're going to be, the more real you are, and you come from truth. Love is not weak. Love is strong, and being vulnerable is strong. Love is whole, and it is fierce, and it's clarifying and freeing. You can love someone and say, I love you and no. And you, Brian, might choose to walk away from your relationship, but you don't need to walk away in hate, in anger. You can still feel love and sadness, and this will fuel you much differently and feel so much better than holding on to the anger and resentment and hate that you're feeling right now based on your thoughts about what happened. 
practicing loving other people unconditionally, even when their words and actions hurt us, my friends, helps pave the way for us to love ourselves unconditionally. It goes hand in hand. Remember, it is what we make their words and actions mean that hurt us. So if you make it personal or mean that you make it mean that you're unlovable, this creates a whole lot of pain and suffering that isn't necessary. No matter what the problem is, you can always ask, what would love do? Because love always does the most true and best thing. Love always wins. So another key thing that I address with my clients is that you will always accept love from other people that matches the love you have for yourself. So if your love for yourself is conditional, it will seem totally normal and acceptable to you to be with someone whose love for you is conditional. Now think about this. If you criticize and abuse yourself, right, mentally abuse yourself, it will seem totally normal and almost acceptable to you to have someone who does that to you as well. Their actions are not because of you. This is something I want you to really understand. Their actions are caused by their own thoughts and feelings. But this is how the brain works. We seek what is comfortable and familiar. If you're for instance, consistently loving and kind and present and attentive to yourself, you just aren't available for a relationship with someone who isn't, right? Why would you be with someone who treats you in a way that you don't even treat yourself? That's the beauty of when you love you and you do that very well, your brain will seek that in relationships. And we'll know that's this is familiar. This is what we know. And this is how we roll. If you treat yourself with love and care and respect, just remember when you come across someone who doesn't, it's not going to be as familiar and, and comfortable for you. It just won't make sense to your brain. It won't seem normal. And interestingly for Brian, my client Brian, who I was talking about earlier, his girlfriend's actions were not about him, right? They were about her. And he knew this. He knew this in his heart. And Brian's a young man who actually is very good at, I think, loving. And he's learning how to love himself. And he knew in his heart that as much as he cared about her, his girlfriend, he wasn't willing to be in a relationship where he felt the commitment and honesty were not aligned. That's it. He didn't make it mean anything more or anything less. No unnecessary drama here. Brian was able to let his girlfriend know from where he was coming and that he was moving on from their relationship and that he was very sad to be doing so, but he felt peace because he didn't make her actions mean anything about him. So my friends, you will always accept love that matches the way you love yourself. And when you love yourself, wholly and completely, you're simply not available or open to any other kind of love. So if someone comes along who doesn't love you this way, guess what? 
There's no big deal. It's just that you're not interested. There's no need for you to prove your worth or get their love, right? Because you're not in any doubt about your own love for yourself, your own worthiness. You already have that in place. So think about how you talk to yourself. Do you say things to yourself you say to someone you love? It's always a good question I ask my clients. And if not, do more of this. Do more of those things. Say more of those things to yourself that you would say to someone you love. This is not about perfection. Even with people we truly love, we sometimes mess up, right? We're sometimes not as kind. We sometimes are less than just compassionate and warm and soft. We're not always fully engaged, right? But your relationship with yourself needs to be at least as nurturing and loving as your relationships with other people in your life. Just remember that. So my client Liz asked me recently what it really looks like to love yourself. And I thought, what a great question. And I told her, you know, it's similar to the way you think about someone who you think is just the bee's knees. Someone that is just awesome in your eyes. And think of a friend crush. Think of someone you are just kind of obsessed with, right? You want to know everything about them. You want to hang with them pretty much 24-7. Your thoughts are along the lines of they are so interesting and they're so beautiful and they're so cool. I cannot get enough of them, right? Who knows what I'm talking about? I would think those of you listening can relate. It is such a sweet feeling to feel this way about someone. Now imagine having that feeling about yourself. It is totally possible. When you have that, you see all the parts of yourself and you choose to embrace it all. There's no need to hide and compartmentalize. You accept the light and the dark. You accept your allotness, the intensity, the fear within, the fun, the crazy, the vulnerable, the goodness. None of it's conditional, right? You give yourself the benefit of the doubt and you take your own side. You have your own back. I can't tell you how many times I talk about this with my clients. And when we're curious and compassionate about our shortcomings and the areas of growth, and you don't think that they overshadow or trump your strengths, this is when you know you're the full package. We are all the full package, my friends. And our worth isn't up for discussion. It's inherent. It was there from the day we were born. So guess what? You get to choose to love it all. So as I said, Liz is the one who asked me, you know, how to do this, how to love yourself. And I, so when I got to the end of this explanation, she said, well, she laughed. And then she said, well, that feels a little disil like a little delusional. So for Liz, the fact that she might love herself no matter what, it definitely felt a little far-fetched. And I bet for those of you listening, some of you might be nodding your heads in, an, in agreement. And I get that. And I think it's safe to say that some of us are still invested in the idea that shame and anxiety will produce positive change. 
It will help us be better somehow. It will help us love ourselves maybe someday. But the faulty belief here is that if we accept the reality of our imperfect selves and love ourselves, we believe we will stop improving, that we will not be worthy. So because of this, we actually hold on to the belief that we need the motivation of self-criticism and self-loathing to be better. It's not true. Know this, my friends. You only think you need to improve yourself so that you can feel good about yourself. And whose job is that? It's yours. The reason you don't feel good about yourself is the self-critical thoughts you have that you need to improve yourself. If you chose some alternative thoughts and got more creative, right, more curious, more compassionate about yourself, you'd actually feel a million times better. And I speak from experience. Imagine what would be possible if you approached yourself like a friend crush, right? Where you are coming at yourself and thinking about yourself from curiosity and intrigue, excitement, acceptance, compassion and love, instead of harshness and not enoughness. Just imagine what is possible. So remember, shame and anxiety, they create negative emotion. And guess what? Nothing positive produces, or nothing negative produces positive action. So negative emotion doesn't produce positive action on our parts. It doesn't cultivate unconditional love. Criticizing ourselves just makes us feel worse. And then it makes us act in ways that manifest more of the behavior that we're criticizing. It's crazy, but it all makes sense. So for instance, let's say you're yelling at yourself for being overweight. Then you feel ashamed because you're, you're getting on, on yourself about this, right? So then what do you do? You avoid yourself. And doing anything to move and love your body, well, forget it. That's off the table. Because that's what we do. That's what humans do when we feel ashamed. And then it only perpetuates that self-loathing. So even if there are things about you that you want to or need to change, criticizing yourself does not pave the way there. It has the complete opposite effect, my friends. But here's the even more beautiful truth. Loving yourself isn't just important because it feels better. It also helps you engage with yourself and your life from a place of love. And from this place, you can achieve things you never thought were possible. Love always wins. You're able to contribute, to share your gifts, and make the world better. You're able to truly shine. So it's the opposite of what you're believing, right? You think that beating yourself up, avoiding yourself, and driving yourself with self-criticism is the way to change your life. And I'm here to tell you it's not. It's the opposite. So even if from today's episode, this opens the door to just being amenable, to the idea that you could love yourself, that it could be possible to think you are all that, and a bag of chips, as I like to say, that is a significant first step. 
So an exercise for each one of you today, thanks to my sweet husband, CB. He came up with this idea and I liked it a lot. If you're willing to be vulnerable with yourself today, send yourself a valentine. Take some time to see you, to know you, to love you, and to express that in writing. Direct your brain to notice the things that you don't normally notice about yourself and that you appreciate about yourself and that you're learning to love about yourself. Gradually shift your thought process. And this is just an exercise to start that ball rolling. Your Valentine today can pave the way for a continued cultivation of a relationship with yourself and how best to love and care for you and then how best to seek that in relationships with others in the future. We're going for compassion, tenderness, and consciousness, my friends. So I do hope that this practice gets your wheels turning. What is possible? How can you gradually change your self-talk to more softness and less harshness? How would your relationship change? What if you decided that you had your own back forever and always, and you were 100% loved and lovable? Know this, self-love is not something you create overnight, and I probably don't even need to say that. I think all of us know this to be true. But even just thinking about the concept of believing you're worthy and that just maybe you can learn to love you will start to prime your brain to develop that belief system. And that is the most important step. Just open the door for your brain to think, huh, this is possible. Maybe I can learn to love me. Maybe I can learn to be loving towards me. And let me tell you, once you believe you are loved and lovable, the whole world opens up for you. You guys are all worth it, each and every one of you. Okay, that's it for now. Thank you, Ellie Brummel, for getting my wheels turning and getting me to just even cover this topic one more time. It is a happy Valentine's Day for those of you loves out there. I do love you and I love me, right? So until next week, try this loving thing on for size and start just with one or two sentences, maybe, or just get that Valentine moving and, and grooving and think about yourself in a way that feels really good in your body and in your being. And then keep adding to those thoughts as you go. Because remember, love always wins. So that's all I have for you guys this week. A, uh, a quick shout out to my sweet brother, Carl, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Carl Thomas. Hope you're listening to this as you uh, take a jog or do your whatever exercise you're doing and soaking in your beautiful California landscape. One of these days, I'm going to bring you on this podcast and talk all things siblings. I'll have to get the, the rest of us on here too. So someday. All right. Until then, my love to each and every one of you. Take care of you and I'll see you here next week. Lots of love. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. 
I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.